Thanks for tuning in to the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings for all things craft beverage. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. I hope you obtained some value from our show because, as you know, far better it is to Beer Mighty Things. Cheers. Welcome into the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Today we are speaking with Elena Propes, co-owner of Here and Now Brewing in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Thank you for taking the time and welcome into the show, Elena. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. So let's start by saying uh, congratulations on your three-year anniversary of owning the brewery. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to get to this point. It's awesome. It's hard to believe, honestly. Yeah, time flies, huh? Time, yeah. When you're having fun, that's what they say. There you go. Are you having fun? blast it's a blast yeah well you know now it's a little little sad we haven't seen a lot of people in a while but sure it is, it is yeah you're still putting happiness into the world though yeah we're doing i mean we're doing takeout carry out curbside you know we have a ton of beer that we still have on tap that you know we're coming through and i um, know everyone's been incredibly supportive we have such a great you know little town little community and it's everyone everyone's doing well awesome so from some articles I read and some things that I've noticed and, and just even speaking yeah. to you for a few minutes here, you're a fast thinker. You're a problem solver. You like to create systems and you're kind of always ready for what's next. Is that, is that true? Yeah, it's, I'm, I have, you know, a little tension disorder, I think. I like to bounce around between different things. <laughs> so it, this, this kind of job works for me where, you know, I could do manual things like lifting up chairs and moving them around or I could, you know, sit there with a spreadsheet and like kind of figure out, you know, some more ways to bump numbers and save some money somewhere and stuff. So yeah, I just, just, I, I don't like to have one job. I like to just kind of wake up and see what, see what gets thrown at me for that day. I love it. And it, you know, in that thing where, you know, you like to create systems, um, is it to keep organized or is it because you like to kind of have a goal to, to chase after? Kind of, I'm, I'm all or nothing on the organization side. So it's either like complete mess and it's just like, I know where nothing is or it's just very nice, like Leslie Nope style binders where, you know, things are in. So yeah, I mean, it's just all the goal. I mean, it's a restaurant, you know, and a brew obviously, but just, there's so many variables. You just got to control, control the variables that, you know, so that's, you know, most of the goal with that. But, uh, but no, I mean, we have, we have 19 employees at this point, you know, so I, you know, including me and Steve were over 20. And so we're, there's a lot of people to, you know, different parts, different moving parts here and there, you know, so. You mentioned Leslie Nope there. Is Honesdale, Pennsylvania kind of like Pawnee? Oh, man, I wish. <laughs> we had characters like that. Yeah, JJ's awesome. Waffles. We do have a Parks and Rec department, though, so those those hats are always exciting to come by. But uh, Don't you serve on a board or you have in the past a treasurer of something up there? Yeah, yeah, there's, um, yeah, so the Clean Energy Co-op, um, I'm on the board of that, and I am their treasurer. Um, we essentially, it's a, another awesome, awesome thing about Honesdale, but it's, um, it's a co-op, so, you, you know, essentially invest in solar projects on nonprofits in the community, and so, so far, um, we have three projects, one on the Cooperage Project, which is an awesome little community center, um, and then on two farms, too, so, so far, I think we've saved... I think it's over 40 households of power over the past couple of years with that. So wow. and the treasurer for that. And it's, it's, it's definitely fun. So it's, um, it's another, just another great thing about Honesdale, just the little things you can get into. You're getting into, you say those little things there, but you've come from doing some work at a venture capital firm in New York city, which is, you know, bigger, faster. And you know, how does that kind of, what was that world like? And how does that translate into owning a brewery? Well, I, I love that world a lot. Um, it's again, it's like you said, it's fast. It's, um, 
it's in depth. You can get into, like you said, you just look at different businesses and, you know, obviously invest in certain businesses and stuff. And so I've always really enjoyed that. And I thought that I wanted to do that, you know, live in New York city and just from the start, just that make that my career. But I just, from, you know, being young, getting into it, it just wasn't as, wasn't as fruitful. You know, it was kind of like, you're part of an assembly line and you're not going to reinvent the wheel out there. And it's New York. So everything is, it's already, it's already packed, you know, at the rat race yeah. and stuff. And, you know, so I, I absolutely enjoy that world, but it just, I don't know. I kind of, you know, I moved home. It's kind of how I got into this project was moved home. Um, my, my dad had passed away and I moved home to like, you know, help my mom out and stuff for a summer. And I was just, you know, only going to be around for a little bit, you know, cause at, at the time I, you know, grew up in Honesdale and I just kind of feel like I, I saw it in black and white. I didn't really see it for what it was, you know, and, um, I was just home working for the summer at that Cooperage project. I rent help run their farmer's market and, um, kind of kept finding excuses as to not leave, you know, I kind of was like walking around and was, man, like, why do I want to go to New York? I mean, Honesdale is kind of like a mini in New York. It's like you're kind of one of everything. You know, there's art galleries, there's, you know, little corner shops, there's tie-dye places, you know, we have restaurants and stuff. So it's, it's kind of like, well, why would I try to invest in work that's not here? I'd rather, if I'm going to do some work, I want to invest it in this town that's always done some great stuff for me. And it's just, I don't know, again, just moving home and just walking around and I feel like I was finally seeing it for what it was just like noticing like the really beautiful architecture and like well-built buildings and like just cool just like the maple trees around and just just a really good energy and a good feeling you know I just I felt warm from it I guess and I just it kept me here <laughs> so so that kind of segues into the name um what does here and now mean here and now man well simplest it's just we're always here. I mean, that kind of goes even with me of just like, you know, I, I don't know what my job really is. It's just kind of like, what's, what's going on that day. I mean, here now, like we're always, we're right here. We don't need, we're not trendy. We're not trying to do too much. It's just like, you know, just investing local, buying things locally. Um, like what's available at the time, you know? So it's like largely how our menu is focused, you know, I'm just, it's not, we don't have the same, like we don't have tomatoes on the menu in January. Like there's not tomatoes in the area, you know? So it just kind of like, it just, we're, we're there. So it's it just not, again, like not trendy. We're just rooted in the present. And um, yeah, just like that mantra just kind of works, you know, it just feeds in. I don't, if you've seen our logo, um, it's like the nice squiggly tornado looking thing. And we've, that kind of works with here and now too. And it's just, we've described that as chaos to a point. And it's just somehow, you know, there's so much going on and stuff, but it happens to work out, you know, and it's just like, you see the mid process and it's just like, oh, I don't know. But then I don't know. It just seems to work. So I love that. You said chaos to a point. So it's squiggly and down literally to a point. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I love your glassware. Your logo is very neat. Uh, the, there's a book called, I think it's just on audiobook. It's called the way of the peaceful warrior. And that's, you know, he says, he's kind of got a, uh, like a mentor, like a sensei. And he says, you know, where are you? And he'll say, Honesdale. And he said, no, where are you? You know, and really the answer is I'm here you know, when all 2020, no, no, when now, you know, I am here. I am, I'm here now and, uh, kind of being grounded, uh, in the moment present. And that's pretty cool. What you guys are doing there. So. Yeah. And it works. It's like a good, it's been, it's, it works now too. I mean, especially it works every day, obviously, but especially when, you know, things have slowed down a lot with, you know, pandemic that's going on and it's, you know, it's really like no one, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like what do we, we don't need to make decisions about the future right now. It's like, what are we doing right now? Like who are we taking care of now? You know, let's not get too far ahead of us. So it's really helped me out a lot too, you know, with that. It's just, you know, hard to control everything that's going on. You realize you can't, you know, just let it go. 
you can't control anything except uh, what you can control, which is usually, you know, how you react to things and, and your mindset and the positive attitude and, you know, you as a leader, you know, keeping your team positive and, and, and ready. Where's Honesdale? Huh, man. So Honesdale, it's the, we, we think it's the alternative secret epicenter of the world, basically. Everyone knows Honesdale. It's amazing where you find it's it's just it's just I don't know how, but everyone knows Honesdale. So no, it just we're um let's see, where are you guys? We're about 45 minutes north of Scranton. Um we're right um on the cusp of say like Narrowsburg, New York. So we're very close to the New York side. Um but it's just a very very beautiful space, beautiful homestead. It's beautiful. And you have a seven barrel brew. You have a one, you know, one barrel pilot system, but you have a seven barrel system there in Honesdale. 12 taps. Is that correct? Yeah, we have 12 taps. Um, yeah. And we, we, we have, um, again, with the here, we brewed, we brewed over 300 recipes so far, um, in like three years. Um, we probably keep about a hundred of them now just, um, you know, on rotation and stuff and, you know, seasonals and just whatever the brewers, you know, feel like doing. And I've always been proud of them because they're not always super specific and demanding. It's more like, oh, what do we have? You know, let's just, let's make a good beer out of it. Um, but yeah, so we do, we started out with the one barrel system. We have a little synergy pilot and we keep that going quite often. And it brews two and a half to three kegs about at a time. And so they fill our taps one through four. And there are different IPAs, the ones that like, you know, we want to keep fresher, that'll, that'll kick fast. And then we use a seven barrel system for things that, you know, have been successful that we just can't keep enough kegs of basically. So we have six serving tanks that are about 230 some gallons each. And so those are stocked with, um, we got a porter, a stout, um, a couple of saisons, a cream ale. But saisons are, in addition to IPAs and stuff, saisons I think are, are what we do very well and stuff. But even with the port, it's crazy. Our, our darkers are selling like crazy now. <laughs> so it's, it's good to have the variety. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw farmhouse saisons was kind of, you know, a staple for you guys or something that you guys really truly like. And I was wondering if that was still something that, you know, is a, is, is a kind of, I want to say like a flagship, but something you always have, you know, mm-hmm. is that, yep. uh, you know, obviously we got to adapt to the times and people, what they're drinking, but you know, I feel like, uh, walking into your, your building there, a, a nice saison at the bar would, uh, would be a good time. Oh yeah. No. And, and saisons are great with, I mean, at least we brew them, um, they're, they're drier and they're not as like boldy Belgian flavor that I think some saisons you might get that impression of or something. So they're, they're more mild and they've been a really nice, I mean, cause that's funny. just, you know, why are you opening a craft beer brewery in homes? That was always my big question. You know, it was just like, what, what are you doing? Like everyone drinks bush light, you know, and Miller light and stuff. It's like, well, no, I mean, just give us a second, give us a second. And like, again, like, so we start them off on Ladale, which is our, our house saison. And it's a nice lighter, a good table beer. So it's one of my favorites that we brew, you know, but you know, it, it, everyone likes it. And so then you see everyone progress to like, oh, let me try a different saison. Let me try it. Now there are all IPA drinkers and stuff. So it's, it's very good. Well, kudos to you guys for for making some uh, some converts there. Uh, so, what about local ingredients? Is that something that you're using within your beer? Sounds like you're a lot of farm to table, and we could talk about your uh, chef as well. Yeah, um, it's it's always been it's easier on the food side. Um, the beer side, it's a little bit tougher, but we do we we have. Um, we have a couple, our brewers are growing hops. So we, 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 we do grow our own hops. Um, we throw, you know, some flowers and like local, you know, some things into the beer, honey sometimes and stuff. Um, and then, the, I mean, you know, green, it's really, we, we would like to do another local beer. So we keep telling all of our farmers, like, come on, grow some, let's get some like good little dairy farms. Let's get malt house going. Let's grow some, you know, barley and stuff. And like, you know, really, really do full circle. But no, I mean, so with the farm side, I mean, it's in Honesdale, I mean, there's farms everywhere. And that's like part of, 
you know, the secondary mission to this place too is just, you know, keeping money in the local economy, just create a better sustainable Honesdale community in general and surrounding region. Um, so, you know, we, we do essentially like we'll take, you know, obviously, you know, brewing, there's a ton of spent grain that's left over. And so we'll take the spent grain and farmers get it. Um, actually, Steve, like my uncle, they have some cows. So we bring the spent grain out, we feed the cows. And those are two what we use. Um, we get them slaughtered USDA locally, and then we break them down in house. And so we essentially just kind of full circle is what we're going for. Um, so yeah, so from the meat to the to veggies and as much as we can, obviously we make a lot of pizza, so we're not getting flour locally. But, you know, we still use the local purveyor. So it's, we're doing as, we're trying, you know. I actually just saw that, you know, toilet paper has been kind of that, toilet paper has been that thing that has been kind of a shortage of, but as of today, May 4th, is flour, is there's a shortage of flour in the U.S. Oh, well, great. (laughs) All right, sorry, everyone, pizza prices are going to go skyrocket. (laughs) (laughs) Keep some extra on hand. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Well, we'll always have beer. We'll, well, they'll just come up with a different way of making bread, I guess. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's liquid bread. <laughs> yep. So tell me about your building. You have a 150 year old building and you pretty much had to gut this thing and, and kind of start over with it. It's a nice corner location. It's big. Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, just that we're just walking around town and just kind of was inspired by Honesdale and ended up picking out this building. And the first time I saw it, it was invaded with this, antique store and the woman was a hoarder and it was just like terrible and I didn't like it and I was mad at the real estate I'm like why did you bring me to see this building I don't want to look at this one it was so many different one you know and ended up just like no you got to see it again so we walked through and it's just oh it's gorgeous I mean all, the buildings were so well built um but yeah the, the original building it was built for was Woolworth five and dime so a lot of history in that um and so basically yeah it needed to be gutted I mean ever it was built fantastically originally but then you know over time, band-aids fix problems and stuff. And it's expensive to maintain a huge building. And so, yep, had to get the place. So we basically took everything out to try to put it back in to, you know, preserve the look, you know, the originality and stuff. So we brought it, if you're walking through the door, we brought it back to as close to when it was Woolworths as we could, um, which was, you know, we restored the floor. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful floor that, um, that patch up. And we ended up, our chef, Ben, he knew I loved the tin ceiling that was here. And the inspectors made us take it down for the fire code. So we had to take, we took down 2,500 square feet of tin ceiling, saved it. We all, we hand scrubbed it, painted it, you know, put it back up and he put it back up for me. And it's just like, it took, I mean, it took months to do essentially, but. um. Yeah, that sucks. Was it, those ceilings are so beautiful. All right. And then, so but you were allowed to, you were allowed to do it. You're allowed to put it back up if you just kind of painted it or changed it. No, we just had it. We had to put, um, even though I had a sprinkler system, we had to put sheetrock up, you know, five, eight sheetrock to, uh, get the fire code down. And so, you know, just, that's just, that's the heart. That was the, that was the tough part was, you know, getting like seeing this building and it was like an old retail space and then trying to like fit in like a modern day factory with modern day codes into it while still preserving it. So it took a lot, it took a longer time. It was, you know, I, I, I kind of juicy the project, which was really scary, but, um, it, it happened, <laughs> but again, we had no idea what we were doing, and just a lot of you know sweat, love, and tears. There's basically four of us that were pulling it, pulling it together, pulling it apart, and then putting it back together, and somehow it worked. Love it. Okay, well, good, good work, and obviously, you know, kind of a passion project and fueling the fire there. But again, you know, you have that that beautiful property, and then so if I was to walk in and, and grab a beer, you know, what what's the vibe? What do I feel? What do I see? 
it's a whole experience. Um, I mean, we don't do anything. I mean, obviously we do some takeout now, but offsite, there's nothing, you know? And so we try to, you know, that is the whole experience. I feel like it's just like a performance every day. It's just like, you know, what's going to happen. But, um, our, from our, our, our staff is, you know, that's our big thing is just, just, just be yourself, be friendly, be attentive, but like, you don't need to be an expert on anything. I don't want to be pretentious. You have to offer great service, but it's just, you know, playing to the customer's stuff and just you know be yourself um but yeah you know, you know walk in it's just you get the feel you're building um there's a lot of just like a lot of years of like a lot of good people working here from you know past 100 years essentially and if you feel that when you walk in you feel like everyone who works here is like super passionate about you know what they do i mean you're here because you love it you're not there's no other way you know we're of a busy folk and stuff and um usually there's some like we have live music going on and it's just that that warmth is amazing from it and then you know, sit down and have the beer, have the food. Um, you end up sitting longer than you expect. Usually is, you know, come in for a quick one and, you know, we're kind of like a cheers too. I mean, everyone, everyone comes here. So it's like, really, it's hard to like come in here without knowing someone, you know, but it's just, it's like a, one big family. It's, it's, it's nice. It's been, it's unfolded so much nicer than I could have expected it to, you know, just the, it's just been really just humbling, you know. Love it. So what else? Uh, you mentioned that you're making uh, pizza and that's a big part of the menu. Um, I saw yep. some some mac and cheese and some other unique things you have on the menu. Tell me about those. Kind of like an adult kids menu, sort of. It's what you know. <laughs> I love that. That's great. No, again, just like locally focused, but you know, of course, what goes with um, beer, pizza, obviously. Um, but we ended up getting a, a, a old, a thirty year old blog at pizza oven from an auction um, down in Whitehaven, PA, and we got it. And it just that's just kind of how the pizza have unfolded. Went through a few recipes, and um, yeah, so we do a. The dough is, you know, goes for at least 24 hours. Um, you know, so everything is made in house. So just the only thing we don't make is ketchup because you can't beat Heinz, you know, but they make everything else. Um, yeah, we got, you know, mac and cheese. You got, you know, usually some tacos. Um, right now, everyone, you know, duck fat fries. So um, hand cut, twice fried, seasoned with duck fat. Those are, those are very addictive. So if you, if you don't want to be a fry lover, just don't even try them. <laughs> don't stop by. Yeah. So we have a rotating and, and again, it's, it's tough. Cause like we, we're here now, it's like, we always want to change things. Like that's the thing is like, we want, I'm, I, people joke, it just like, I think all my, like, I incite chaos when I walk through the door, it's like anything, everything has to change. We want to switch it up. Let's do something different. And so it's been tough because we've kind of, even with our food, it's almost gotten a little bit branded too. So we have our, our LeBrian, which is named after our brewer. That's our, um, our, our plainest pizza, but he's the guy he, um, I think he only eats like five different foods total. It keeps it simple. Nice. <laughs> so he's like, Brian put the plain pizza and that one stayed and we have pesto. Like we can't change them really. You know, they, people get upset. So we'll do, so we're trying to, we kind of got standard, we standardized with like our pizzas and fries. And like I said, the adult kids menu. And then we'll, we'll kick off and like, you know, um, Ben's a fantastic chef. We'll kick, you know, we'll do a, a beard, a paired beer dinner, you know, with courses and we'll we have an awesome trailer smoker. So sometimes there's like, you know, we'll get a, whole pig and we'll just break it down and do some pulled pork and so just again whatever floats our boat and whatever's going on love it i'm checking out the menu here it looks really 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 tasty a lot of pizzas and uh i love the names but yeah i think that is is neat when you start putting names to your pizzas the lebron uh, the invisible pyrus the vacation meeting the hajo pesto you know yep. and those are things people just Hey, that's what I want. I'm coming in. I'm coming in and I'm saying, Hey, give me the Haji pesto. Like, and, and I yep. know my beer and I'm good. I want to sit here. I'm ready. No, it's worked out nice. And that's the thing is it's nice. It's, it, there's, the, there's that familiarity where, you know, if you like your standards, just, you know, come in and grab that. But then that's why, you know, we have like a new pizza or some new dishes going on and, and some new beers each week too. So it's like, if you want the, so we have like the two sets of customers where there's, you know, old faithful and then we have people who are just coming in to try the new beer each week and stuff. So 
fun. It's it's been working out nice. Love it. How many barrels did you folks brew last year? Gosh, um, I probably about three fifty. Okay. So you know, not a, not like we haven't we haven't maxed out at all by any means. Um, there's plans, you know, for canning obviously in the future and stuff, and whenever that like kind of unfolds. I mean, so we've we're really growing, you know, slowly like kind of from the inside out, and that was like you know at first it was like we are like first and foremost like a community brewery, a community restaurant. Um, and then, you know, we're trying to grow out slower, you know? So again, primarily our customer base is Honesdale is a little Holly is a little bit, you know, in their area, but we do get the travelers through. So we have been known more, I think more for our restaurant side from the locals to less a brewery. And that's part of the reason breweries aren't, they're, they're popping up now, but they weren't as prevalent through here. Um, and so now it's like this year is just like, okay, like got the restaurant down. We have our local thing down and stuff. So like, let's, let's push a little bit more on the beer side. Let's get some more beer out there. But yeah, we've kind of just let it <laughs> take its course, you know, just like, so now it's like, we, that's, what's nice about the three years. is like, all right, we hit the three years. Now let's start pushing the beer. Let's start brewing more. Let's start, let's start going, you know? Yeah. You have a, uh, on your website, the, the mission is to provide world-class beer and food for the people of Honesdale and whoever the hell happens to be popping through. Sounds like that's what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how can we find you on the uh, on the interwebs? Hereandnowbrewing.com. Um, the website's just getting better each day. Um, we have a YouTube channel now. Doing some, We've been doing some cocktail videos. We want to get into the cooking video type thing too. We've been doing um, some live stream music too. So just nice. kind of like you know, that just to have fun. Um, have a Instagram, Facebook, and then every other way I'm on, you could find us. But uh, we do have an online ordering system too, which is nice now. So just go to here and now and find it and you can order online from us and the ticket goes right back to the kitchen, start making it. And can I, can I order beer and, and pick up beer? I do that. Yeah. <laughs> growler, crowler. Yep. Uh, we do growlers. So we have, um, there's actually, there's a kind of like a nationwide shortage of 64 ounces, I'm told. So we don't have as many 64 ounce growlers. Um, call ahead if you want one, because we do have a few and a bunch of 32s that we have been filling. So yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited. Just right. You can bring your own growler too. Yeah. And when we go on to the YouTube channel, is that typing in here and now brewing? And I think so. It's just being formed like it's this week and stuff. So it's close if it's not there now, but uh, it should be here now brewing. That's exciting. And then, so you'll do kind of almost here. If you want a certain cocktail, here's how we make it. Here's how you can do it at home. Here's what you need. Yep. Yeah. Here and now at home is what we're doing now. And nice. yeah, again, like some, there, so we do have cocktails here that we do. Um, you know, obviously the focus is on beer, but we don't discriminate amongst alcohols. We like them all. So, you know, got Mindy's our cocktail lady and she's been putting up a lot of stuff that people love. So yeah. Nice. I'm excited to check that out. When do you, when will that be live? Do you think? Within, within the month. I mean, it should be it, probably in the next week or so, honestly. Um, just have some backlog of just a lot of editing with some things that we've had, but I mean, they're on our Facebook and Instagram too. Yeah. Just again, more fun at, at, at this time we're, you know, have to change a little bit how we've been doing things clearly as everyone is and just, you know, trying to develop that side of things, you know? Absolutely. And uh, favorite beer Friday. I see that. I like following that. Nice. Uh, sometimes there's no rhyme or reasons. Hey, this is the beer I'm drinking because I'm wearing a black shirt. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very plain. Yeah. No, and that's, that's cool. You can just like, it, there's, we're, we're doing a lot more with, you know, beer training and beer knowledge and stuff, but that's, it's always, I mean, the realest thing is just, just have a favorite beer and, you know, just if people ask you what your favorite beer is, that's why you don't need a reason. It is what it is. You know, the beer in my hand, yeah, the beer that I exactly. have here and now. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. So. 
Awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations on three years. Uh, looking forward to so visiting you and your team. And, and is there anything else you want to promote or discuss or let us know that's on the way? Honsdale football, man. Honsdale football? <laughs> football team, yeah. No, just, uh, yeah, just support. Just, yeah, just get out. I mean, do what you can. Just like, keep everyone safe, support everyone. Just, you know, just stay positive is all we got to say. That's it. That's all we can do. Awesome. Cool. Well, Elena, thank you so much. This is great. Cheers. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you find this valuable. Please follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. And while you're at Apple, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating. It helps us get noticed among the craft beverage community there. Thank you. Cheers and beer. Mighty things.